This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Altered States. When he heard his cry for help, it wasn't human. Chris, I did a bunch of drugs, and now I love you. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And uh, this time around, we watch Altered States. And we watched it without Brett, because Brett has a job. Yeah, it's a drag. But we love having Brett here, so I'm pretty sure we're going to go burn down his job. Yeah, that seemed reasonable. Yeah. And but altered, this movie... Uh, Altered States, recommended by uh, old Nicky Pooh. Yeah, who uh, I saw on the Facebooks today wants to come visit you guys and watch uh, I Spat on Your Grave. Or I Spit on Your Grave. Hmm, a classic. Yeah, which I I would probably enjoy because I love a good rape-revenge movie. Emphasis on the revenge. Don't have so much rape in it sometimes. Well, you might not like this one. Yeah, what was what was the one we did recently that was rape revenge and it was like it's too much rape, not enough revenge. Uh ticked off tradies with dives? Yes, that is the one. See, Chris remembers things. Sometimes. Occasionally. So alter But again <laughs> But again, this movie. Uh, it's uh starts off. With some college professor types. Yes. And they're uh, they're studying specifically schizophrenic people. Yes. Utilizing... Because they want to experiment on humans, but apparently the only humans they can experiment on are schizophrenic people. It was a, it was the 60s. It was a different time. Yes, 1960, I believe they they called out at some point during it. At least the beginning. So they, uh, they're they using a deprivation tank because they're trying to prove that schizophrenic people live in a different state of consciousness, I think? Yeah, something like... Yeah, they basically want to prove that... You know, since schizophrenic people tend to have more religious uh, experiences, you know, like epiphanies visitations things like that that they uh they yeah they they exist on some other kind of consciousness and by depriving them of their senses they hope to get in touch with it i guess not like communicate with it but just get a better idea of what the hell's going on yeah they they do some experiments and they cause hallucinations and whatnot And then the then the guy puts the guy who is uh, played by William Hurt. I don't know what we're gonna call him because I don't remember actually remember his name from the movie. Tall man because he's tall. Uh, not the tall man. He's <laughs> a tall man. And uh, yeah, so he puts himself in the tank and apparently spends five hours in there and cries for a while as he experiences his dad's re experiences his dad's death and well his cohort who's monitoring him 
Arthur uh, sleeps. Like you do. Yeah, because, you know, staring at a sensory deprivation tank for five hours is pretty much enough to put anybody to sleep, I think. Yeah. And he uh, he meets up with a young lady at a party. Yep. Uh, Arthur is throwing the party. And it turns out that she's uh, super smart. Yeah, she's an anthropologist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she has been told by Arthur that uh, tall man is hard to get to know, but if you get to know him, he's pretty awesome. And we think you, my wife and I think you would like it. And basically, he tries to set up uh, anthropology lady with tall man. Mm-hmm. But, but anthropology lady has to work at it. But she woos him with mustard. Yep. Classic romantic story. <laughs> and they uh, they go and have the sex. Yeah, but it's like really weird when because they're like, I'd love to take you back to my apartment. Well, I'd like to go to your apartment. Should you know when do you want to go to your apartment? Oh, let's go now. Okay, great. Let's go have sex in your apartment now. On the couch specifically. Yes, because she has a roommate who apparently shares the same room with her. Like, literal roommate? <laughs> yeah. So Be- because why else would you have to have sex on the couch <laughs> instead of in your own room? Yeah, that was a little confusing. Uh, oh, no, no, it's fine. My roommate likes to watch, but doesn't like to go into private spaces. So we'll have space and we'll have sex in this communal area. Well, yeah, it's easier for everybody to watch you have sex in front of the giant space heater. <laughs> Which apparently reminds him of God. Yeah. Which is all, it's all weird. Yeah, yeah, so they're, 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 they're boning, and then he kind of just staring off into space, and she's like, uh, things seem to have stopped down there, well, what are you thinking about? He's like, God. And she's like, huh, well, I guess my is awesome enough to make you think about God then? Uh, no, I just, I have visions of God occasionally, or I did as a kid, and this kind of brought one on. Huh. Okay, uh, so I guess shops closed down there then, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's it's an odd point for uh, expository dialogue mid-coitus, but... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, God cock-blocked him, apparently. <laughs> or at very least, God hallucinations. Yes, his own brain, maybe. But yeah, it was it was a weird, but then apparently she's still really into him. Because we jump forward some indeterminate amount of time, and she has is now has her doctorate, and he, meanwhile he's giving DMT to uh, schizophrenics so they can see the machine elves, and uh, she has just come back from somewhere and is going to be teaching at Harvard, and he's going to be teaching at Harvard, so maybe they should go both move to Boston and get married. And then they do, you know, but, but she does say, you know, like we should get married. He's like, well, and he's kind of like, if you on it, she's like, come on, let's get married. If we don't like it, we can just get divorced. It's no big deal, which was pretty progressive for like 1980 movie, <laughs> especially progressive for like 1964 ish, maybe. Uh, yeah. Or whatever the hell time set, it's supposed to be time it's set in. Yeah. And then uh, you were treated to another jump smash cut to another in- indeterminate amount of time in the future where they now live in San Francisco. 
Is it San Francisco? I thought it was just Boston. Uh, they live somewhere. No, it is Boston because he's working for Harvard Medical because they're talking about like Brigham, the Brigham Hospital, which is a Brigham, you know, Brigham Women's Hospital or whatever that's in Boston. And uh, they're on the verge of divorce because, as earlier illustrated, they're not super compatible with each other. But she still loves him. But she loves him. That's true. Yeah, so, that's for all you filler on the roof fans out there. So she's going to go to Africa for a year to anthropology stuff with the kids. And he's yep. going to go eat Mexican trip mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, he's going to go to Mexico and get high. Like you do. Yes. And they're, uh, they're down in Mexico and they're talking to the indigenous people where they're going to eat the, uh, the mushroom blood juice so they can trip yeah. out and get back to the original whatever the fuck they called it memory egg yeah uh so yeah memory egg uh <laughs> yeah i don't know like so they have a translator who i feel like is kind of in on this whole thing because he kind of like is throwing like these nods towards the uh the natives occasionally but they tell him that he's going to they're going to take these mushrooms and they're going to do them. They're going to do the mushrooms and he's going to meet the unborn spirit, which is back in the past, which I don't know. Is that like supposed to be like, I think maybe it's supposed to be like time before creation. And, uh, he, yeah, basically he's going to become like the Kwisatz Haderach and it'll be great. So he's like, hey, that sounds fun. I'll do that thing with the Mexican trip mushrooms. But he doesn't like when they cut his hand. Nope. But that doesn't stop him from drinking the blood mushroom soup. Nope. And then he stumbles around in fireworks. Like, while apparently he pissed off a Roman candle. (laughs) Because there's just these, like, fireworks sparks shooting at him the entire scene. I think I think William Hurt must have pissed, pissed off someone on the pyro crew, and the pyro crew is like, "We're gonna fuck you up," <laughs> and they're just shooting the Roman candles straight at him. Yeah, it's it's weird, and this leads to some sort of hallucination where he's eating ice cream with his wife by a volcano or something. Yeah, but it's like very like Victorian kind of outfit with a table and an umbrella. And then there's a snake wrapped around his head, and then his there's not, and then there is, and then there's a lizard and uh, like a like a monitor lizard, which I don't think even exists in South America. And then it's his wife doing like cobra pose yoga, and then they turn to stone, and then they like weather away. Yeah. And then he wakes up, and there's like a gutted lizard next lizard next to him. Because he apparently killed the lizard in his trance-like state, which he doesn't believe. Yeah, because, you know, no one high has ever done anything they didn't know about before. Yeah, he doesn't remember anything that happened, but it couldn't have possibly involved lizard murder. No. So he decides to 
to take the Mexican uh, blood soup back with him because he wants to do some more Mexican blood soup. Well, he brings it back to, I think, want to have a toxicology done on it to see what's in it other than his blood. And, uh, yeah, and then they proceed to then, you know, have him do more of the drug, which apparently is radioactive, I think they say. Yeah, it has a half-life, I guess. Yeah, so it's radioactive, and he does some of it and sits in a tank and then tells us about how he is like an Australopithecus-type proto-human hunting a goat and killing a goat and eating it. Yeah, and he uh, he says he's... he. He can't talk because I don't know. He's he's reconstituting, as he puts it. Yeah. So uh, this ha- well happens a little bit later, but yeah. So they put him in a, the sensory deprivation tank that they find in the basement somewhere because that's what you do. And he they pull him out, and at some point he 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 finishes up in the tank. They pull him out. He's got blood all over his mouth, and. He cannot vocalize, but he can write. And he apparently thinks that he's physically regressed a bit due to all of the the drugs he's done and connected with, like, some past primal being, I guess. And so they x-ray him, and apparently he has, like, an ape throat Like when they x-ray him. But then he gets better. Yeah. He re, re reconstitutes into you yes, know regular a, people. Yeah, because apparently he was operating under some like articles of confederation until you know he reconstituted. So uh, he's like, "Well, that went well for everybody involved. I should probably do more tests." And his his friends are like, "Uh, I don't know. It seems a little iffy since you know you were a gorilla there for a minute." Yeah, and then his wife comes back from Africa. Oh, wait, no, no, no. First, he's like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm going to go sleep with one of my students now. <laughs> well, yeah, and, take the edge off. Yeah, he wakes up in the middle of the night, and his arm and torso are doing these weird pulsing things. And uh, apparently he doesn't like it so much, but he thinks it's fascinating because he's undergoing physical changes apparently due to the drug. And then his wife shows back up and apparently everyone that he's doing research with is trying to convince her to basically have him committed. So because they're all convinced that he is insane. Uh, I can't hear you. <laughs> I was like, why isn't Chris talking? <laughs> All right. There we go. So anyway. <laughs> yeah, were you saying anything at the, during that entire recitation? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't hear a damn word of it. The mic decided to cut out for some reason. <laughs> now, will that show up on the record, the recording or just or or not? No, I didn't. None of that came through. Oh, okay. Because I thought that'd be kind of funny. <laughs> like, I'm just talking right the fuck over you because I don't care. 
<laughs> nope. So anyway, okay. to prove how not crazy he is, he decides to do the thing that makes everybody say he's crazy, which is the drugs <laughs> and the sensory deprivation. Yeah, I mean, because how else are you going to prove you're not crazy? Yeah, the best way to prove you're not nuts is to do the thing that makes you look nuts, obviously. Yeah. Only a crazy person would think that wouldn't work. But this time, uh, he regresses. I don't. Regresses to a different point where he becomes uh, some sort of early hominid. Basically, he, he becomes a Geico commercial. Yeah. And he, <laughs> he. Drugs are so easy, even a caveman can do them. <laughs> And he busts out of the, the deprivation tank in full-on uh, early human mode and proceeds to hoot, holler, and cause a ruckus, which gets the uh, maintenance guy's attention. Yeah, and my wife was like, don't hurt the maintenance guy. He's just like a lowly maintenance guy. <laughs> so the maintenance guy goes and gets security, and he's like, there's a goddamn ape running around down here or some shit. <laughs> and the security guy's like, yeah, whatever. Whatever, Lushy. Let's go look at this so-called ape. Yeah, maybe there's a wild turkey running around here. <laughs> so they both grab uh, something to beat on the guy with, like nightsticks and big wrenches, I think. Nightsticks and poor man's nightsticks. And turns out, sure enough, there is a uh, early hominid running around, hoot hollering and such. Yep. And uh, he grabs the pipe from one of the dudes and proceeds to like just lay waste to these guys beats the security guard pretty much uh halfway to death knocks out yeah, the, almost uh, yeah almost to death i think they say later yeah knocks out the uh maintenance guy and takes off where he's accosted by a pack of wild dogs which apparently are a real problem in boston yeah well you know back in the 1960s 70s they possibly were and he uh, gets spooked by the dogs. And then, like, does caveman parkour. And uh, thank you, Nick. I'm pretty sure I did see uh, caveman dick during that part. So thank you for keeping our dick to vagina ratio in good standing. It's always good to know the streak is still alive. Yeah, I mean, after Dick Shark, we I, we were very heavy on the vagina. So we needed to, uh, to kind of swing the pendulum the other way. That's it. Pendulum. <laughs> so he uh, manages to run the dogs off and get to the zoo where he tries to fight a rhinoceros. Yep, but without a horn, which, I mean, yeah, you don't like want a rhinoceros to charge into you even without a horn, but I think they're far less dangerous if their horn does, is not there. And then he uh, drinks some water with the elephants. Yeah, I'd be more scared of the elephants, honestly, than the rhinoceros. But but he's like, whatevs. Yep, yeah, just going to have some of this elephant water that I'm going to go try to catch up with these uh, goat sheep things. Uh, they're bighorn sheep, Chris. Come on, have you not seen uh, Mutual of Omaha's Wild America? Uh, not since I was like 12, no. <laughs> Richard Jenny has a really good bit on that. You should People should check that out to Google it. So he uh, tries to climb the electric fence that apparently keeps the bighorn sheep in their pen. I guess, And he gets electrocuted. Which is weird, because I didn't know bighorn sheep were known for their chain-link fence scaling abilities, but whatever. 
<laughs> and so he's like, oh, well, there's this handy tree here. I'll just climb up the tree and go over the branch and then just jump down into the enclosure. Mm-hmm. Where he kills himself a bighorn sheep and eats its delicious insides. Yeah, but he kills it by like just throwing a rock at it, hitting it in the head, and the thing just kind of falls over. And for some reason, that just tickled the crap out of me and made me laugh so hard. It is funny. <laughs> I'm not I sure mean, it why. might just be the situation, the, the whole the visual of it is silly, but, you know, or I might just be an uncaring human. I'm not sure which, but it made me laugh. So, anyway. Now, the local zoo security notices something's amiss and finds our our hero, who is now turned back into people, naked. He's reconstituted. And he's uh, now naked with a gutted sheep thing. And he thought they smelled bad on the outside. Ha! Classic. <laughs> so now he... Uh, Gets locked up for, I don't know, misdemeanor sheep murder, I guess. And being naked in public. Which, you know, would get him on a list these days. Yeah, it was a simpler time back then where you could nakedly eat a sheep and it wasn't a huge deal. They just let you go home. (laughs) Yeah, they just had to post bail, apparently. Yeah, they're like, eh, boys will be boys as long as somebody's picking them up. Sleep it off, buddy. Nope. So they take him and home. Then, yeah, they take him back to the wife's place. Where she um, listens to the the recordings and notes that he's got. And then has a dream where she sees him running through an alley as the monkey guy for some reason. Yeah. I don't 100% follow that, but whatever. And then she hears him like on the tapes and thinks he sounds like the baboons that she had been studying earlier. So I think she kind of maybe believes him a little bit now. So she calls him up and she's like, look, I'm a scared because I love you and I think you're onto something, but I don't want you to keep going. So he's like, well, shut up, idiot. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> okay, I will support you in your decision. <laughs> so they awkwardly lay on a couch together for a minute and then it's time for another experiment. Yep, which oddly enough involves him doing all the drugs and it being in a center deprivation tank. Yeah, they changed up the formula. No, wait, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but this time, they've got a camera so they can record his so-called transformation that he goes through. Yep. Only this time he transforms into a space-time glowing vortex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you do. Yeah, and uh, so there's Arthur uh, looks out the window and gets kind of stunned. Mason, who kind of is built like a gorilla anyway, a redheaded gorilla, uh, takes a wife lady, anthropologist lady, and like hauls her out the door and then accidentally, maybe intentionally slams her head into the wall to knock her out. Yeah, and leaves I her out in the hallway. Looked intense. And then he goes me. in, <laughs> like, and then she comes to from her concussion, and then she goes in, 
and says, oh, there's a glowy spinning vortex in the center of this room. Let me go in and save my husband. <laughs> yeah, which somehow works inexplicably. And he's like kind of weird looking through most of it. But then she hauls him out and then everything's fine. And they head back home where all the uh, scientists are all in an uproar because, you know, this is this is some pretty serious science shit that's going on. Yep. And But they're going to take his blood pressure and his vitals and make sure he is A-OK. But he seems to be in a coma. Yep. So they they all leave and she sleeps in a chair naked for reasons. Well, I mean, naked's the only way to sleep, Chris. But in a chair? But sleep... In a chair, on a bear, without a care, you sleep naked. Thank you, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah, that was the one that he didn't publish. That's that's his secret adult version. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his adult version of the cat in the hat's even weirder. <laughs> it goes places, man. Not fun With places. thing one and thing two in the same place. Gross. Mm. But anyway, so he comes to after his little uh, coma fit and says, hey, look, I learned a valuable lesson when I was glowing light vortex. And that's that I really <laughs> love you and the kids. And I'm real sorry that I was a total dickhole for literally half of your adult life. And now I'm going to go spontaneously transform. Yeah. And he turns into some kind of. Like a uh, like gross Cronenberg monster-looking thing. Yeah, it's all like lumpy and like misproportioned. And she tries to help him by grabbing him, and then she turns into Lava Girl. Yeah, which makes her arms go away, kind of, and makes her fall over. So he beats himself into the walls until he reconstitutes appropriately. And yeah, then, I mean, he just he beats himself back into shape, apparently. <laughs> and then they hug and are in love now more than ever. The end? The end. No stinger on this one. No, it was the 80s. You didn't, didn't have stingers yet. Yeah, it hadn't been invented. So that's uh, Altered was, States. That was. You can go So, first, Chris, Troy. what did you think of the movie? Damn it. I'm not sure who won that one. <laughs> Trying to weasel I out did, of going first. I said it properly. Ah. <laughs> um, this movie is a series of images that occurred in sequence that told a story. I'm not 100% <laughs> sure? sure what the story was trying to convey. Uh, it seems like I maybe would get more out of a second viewing, but I don't know if I'll give it a second viewing. It was interesting, especially for a movie of this vintage in the 80s and all. It was kind of boring in spots. I'm really not 100% sure how to verbalize my opinions on it. I would say, uh... I don't know. You could try hoot-hollering it, like, you know, the caveman guy. It's kind of interesting. It's got some interesting ideas, at least. It's got some pretty cool effects, especially for the uh, the year of the 1980. If you're into something a little more uh, 
a little more artsy, a little more cerebral, I guess, than your average like slasher fair. Maybe give it a go, but I'm not sure if I could recommend this to just anybody. I'd, I'd give it a solid probably skip. Unless you're interested in the kind of the kind of sciency aspects of it all. If you into a movie like that, maybe give it a go. But you could probably pass on this one. What do you think, Mr. Troy? Um, I liked that they had the doors playing over the party. <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, also, when he opens the door and walks into the party, the shot for that is like such a weird, like angelic hero shot that uh, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I, I have, I am very ambivalent on this movie, as in like the literal meaning of ambivalent, uh, not the one that most people think of. <laughs> uh, but because like I have. Good feelings and bad feelings about this movie. Um, I I would say if you are into psychedelics, you might want to watch this movie because it will you're like oh you know because you know hey mind altering mind expanding drug use is kind of a theme in the movie so you might enjoy it because of that. Um, if you just like weird like Dune slash two thousand one of Space Odyssey dream sequences, you might like this movie. Uh, if you like seeing Harry Caveman Dick, you might like this movie. Um, I I don't know. Like I'm not upset I watched it at all. I'm not sad I watched it. I'm not really happy I watched it either. <laughs> it's just. <laughs> It's it's a I'm out in the in the words of Charlie from uh, Horse Hot Dog. I'm going to give this a push. So uh, I I don't know if there's conditions under which you might enjoy watching it. I don't know if you fit those conditions. So and I don't know if I'll ever watch this again. Though I do feel like I might get a little bit more out of it if I did. But yeah, I I think I'm going to go with ah as my rating. Totally fair. <laughs> So what? Uh, next week, we're gonna be uh, next skipping. Yeah, because I will be at NorwestCon, which is a science fiction fantasy convention in Seattle, uh, and I my other podcast, The Game Masters Manifesto, which can be found at thegamemastersmanifesto.podbean.com. Uh, we will be uh, moderating three panels and hopefully recording them and publishing them on our podcast. Uh, my friend Jacob and I. And so I will not be available for the horror show hot dog or the Sarah's princess, which is what we would normally record. (laughs) (laughs) What's going on that I don't know about. Oh, apparently I did some weird Mexican mushroom tea before I, before I, uh, started recording this. Uh, so I won't be around and Brett, is already anticipating being at work. <laughs> so uh, unless you want to hear Chris talk to himself, we won't have a podcast. But the week after, we will be doing a Death Race 2050, as recommended to us by Decat in Hat from our Discord uh, server. So I, if it's anything like any of the other Death Race movies, or if it is one of the Death Race movies, I will probably enjoy it because it will be car battles. Can't go wrong with a good old-fashioned car fight. That's what I learned last nope. week. <laughs> last week? Yeah, there was a car fight, totally. A literal car fight. 
Oh yes, yeah. Versus uh, a dude with a sword. <laughs> uh, yes, so that's what we will be watching. Um, but if people want to recommend other movies to us, Chris, how would they do so? I've never had to do this part. That's not fair. <laughs> well, you could um, go to the Facebook, look for the Slaughterhouse Princess. That's probably the best way. You can find us on the uh, the Reddit at SHP Podcast. You can, of course, go to the old website at slaughterhouseprincess.com. You can find us on the Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com. Uh, the podcast is on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, probably several other podcast aggregators I'm not aware of. You can email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com or go to the Twitter at slaughterprince, which is slaughterprincess with no vowels because I don't understand Twitter very well and i think i think i got them all no you did it very well chris congratulations i'm proud of myself i got put on the spot (laughs) yeah you guys can't see how physically uncomfortable he was doing that yeah you think after hearing it 150 some odd goddamn times i know what it was but anyway the look of panic on his face was great well at least troy got a got a good bit out of that I was terrified. (laughs) Well, you know, I had to do something for Brett's sake because he's he's not loving life because he's working too much right now. That's true. Oh, and also, a friendly friendly reminder, we're working on a Patreon, so keep your eyes open in the coming weeks. We should have uh, more information on it soonish. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just kind of trying to finalize the the wording on some of our... uh, pledges and our welcoming message so it should be not too long before you can uh score sweet rewards from us yeah as sweet as we're capable of coming up with it at any rate Sweet like candy. Sweet like candy.